Oh God, visit us, Jesus. That's it. That's it. Oh God, I need you. Somebody here, this is your morning. God has orchestrated your travel to this place to heal you, to minister to you, to counsel to you. That's it. We're right on the cusp of something this morning. Oh God. Have your way, God. Come, love of God. Oh, shalom, Adonai. Oh, bring your peace, Lord. Jesus. That's it. This is what church is about. God and his children meeting in an encounter. Ensemble, come if you're ready. These altars are open. If we could get the lights on, please. Come on, continue. Come on, press. Jesus. An anticipation in this place, God. Yes. God, break those chains. Crumble those strongholds, God. Reassure us, God, in this place. Teach me to be still. Teach me to be still. Teach me to lay down. I give up all my strength. Lay my armor on the ground. Show vulnerability he's ever stronger in our weakness he shows his wonders when I decrease he increases it's okay to be vulnerable this morning that's where God moves I don't lean on myself I don't trust my capabilities I trust him and lean on my own understanding but in all my ways, acknowledge him. God, let faith grow exponentially here, God. Jesus, blow the wind, God. Pour the rain, God. Lord, we need the fire, God.
feel comfortable in doing so this morning, can we close our eyes and lift our hands? Can we just begin right now to keep our minds on the Lord and just rend our hearts and not our garments to God and just allow him to begin to move into this place. Those born again of water and of spirit and somebody right now that's been endued with power when the Holy Ghost came, can we begin to lift our voice right now all over this sanctuary? We lift our voice to God despite how we feel our emotions. We lift our voice to God despite the circumstances. We lift our voice to God despite what the enemy is trying to destroy in our life. But our God is for us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And if my God is for me, who could ever stand against me? As Moses said in his song, my God is my man of war. He is a one that fights for me. He is a one that contends for me. He is a one that campaigns for us. Uh, Somebody celebrate uh, in the midst of the battle. Let it be your war cry. Let it be a battle shout uh, in this place uh, to let the enemy know who who we are in God. My God is for us. Give your God a shout of praise in the house this morning. Our God is good. Our God is good. Our God is good and all the time He is good. He is worthy of all praise and adoration. And God is for you here today. Be encouraged. Uh, be strong and of good courage, children of the Most High. Will somebody allow him to heal you? Not just your body, but your heart. God, move on hearts. Be the great and wise physician that you are, not just in body, but in our heart, God. Heal the wounds. All things have passed away, hence he makes all things new. My God restores. He makes the crooked path straight. Somebody would just let go this morning. Watch his wonders. If somebody would trust, watch his wonders. Jesus, move into this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
thought I was worth saving. Oh, can we just celebrate that mercy right now? Can we celebrate that he, to praise God who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light? A God that loved us enough to call us uh, to lay himself on a cross for us, for you. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Jesus. I truly believe that this morning something has to break. I declared in the atmosphere that this morning something has to break. Uh, God has orchestrated and constructed this service uh, for you that something has got to break. Uh, it may be the chains of emotion, the chains of thought, the chains of the situation, but I believe uh, in Jesus' name, because it said in every word and every deed, do with the name of the Lord, I believe that God is going to break something here this morning. Does anybody agree with me? The Bible said if two or three agree on one thing, let it be established uh, that Something has got to break. Oh, God, move into this place. Let's keep our minds on the Lord. Don't get weary in well-doing. I'm excited for what he has for us. I feel it in this room. Some of you have been waiting for this Holy moment. Holy Spirit, move. Because when you have your way, something has to break. Move into this place. So oh, shalom, Yeshua. Come, Set peace of Jesus. Right. Jesus, move into this place. Oh, Elohim. Come, love of God. Jesus, move, God. Sweep into this place. Holy Spirit, move. We hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Something has to break. So tear down every lie. Set the wrong things right. Cause when you have your way, something has to break. Something has to break. Right now in your name. It's beginning to build up in this place. Oh, God, we can't contain it anymore. Set loose, God.
for what God is doing. Even the greatest individuals in the Bible had those moments where they demonstrated struggles. But God demonstrated how he pulls us out of the struggles. It reminds me of the prophet that called down fire, Elijah himself. Jezebel had taken domination over the kingdom. The prophets were being killed. All the idols of Baal were being erected throughout Israel. And Elijah was hiding in a cave. And then God spoke to Elijah, why are you hiding in this cave? Well, don't you know about the deaths of your prophets? Don't you know what has been happening throughout the land? And God said, there are many, there's thousands that don't been in need to bail. But he said, Elijah, step out of the cave. And Elijah witnessed an earthquake that shook with such destruction. But God was not in the earthquake. There was a mighty wind that blew and destroyed the area, but God wasn't in the wind. There was a fire that came and consumed around that cave, but God wasn't in the fire. God is in the still small voice. And I'm speaking to somebody here this morning that the circumstances of destruction, whether it's the earthquake, the wind, or the fire that has driven you to the cave where God says, have the faith to step out. I'm not in the destruction. I'm in the still small voice. If you would just be still and know that I am God and wait on me. Can we lift our hands this morning? I know that it is speaking to somebody not on their own fault, not uh, because of choices, because the circumstances of life has driven you to the cave. Be still. Peace, be still. Be still. God, help me to not focus on the fire that is consuming. God, help me not to be attentive to the earthquake. God, help me to not be attentive to the wind, but just to be still and hear the the still small voice within the chambers of my heart. Somebody right now, you know who you are. God, help me to have the faith to step out, God. When others have told me that's where I belong. God, I've convinced myself to be in this cave. God, somebody encourage the individual to step out of their cave, God. That you are there in that still small voice, Jesus. God, visit us. Reassure us, God, this morning. Oh, God, the still small voice. God, tell the tempest, peace be still. Tell the hurricane, peace be still, Jesus. We're going to continue to worship. God really wants to move on an individual's life or several individuals here this morning. Such burdens in this place. Come on to me, those that are burdened and heavy laden. 
and I will give you rest is what Jesus had uttered throughout generations to our ears. That promise is to you. Come unto me, those that are burdened and heavy laden, and he shall give thee rest. Jesus, that peace that passes all understanding, that joy that's unspeakable, God. Joy in the morning, specifically beauty from ashes. Jesus. Find me in the valley. Let somebody have the faith to step out this morning. Jesus, help us, God. Will never take my song. Find me in the desert, holding on to you for life. The desert will never take my song. And oh, the desert will never take my song. And I will praise you. And I will praise you.
we just praise him anyhow.
We celebrate what God is doing in this service. Elder Phillips came to me and said that the, the Lord had laid an illustration on his heart and he asked permission to demonstrate it. And I think this demonstration is applicable to what God is doing this morning. That means it applies, it shows, it represents what God is doing here this morning in this service. Amen. Elder Phillips, please. Amen. sing the song, something has to break. And the altars were filled with people looking for something to break. If you're in the altar, would you step back just for a second? I want to show a physical connotation of something that happens spiritually. Because if you believe the word of God and you believe while you were in the altar, that there was a breaking. The objective is not to pick the broken pieces back up. So this physical demonstration is me using this broom and this dustpan to sweep up the brokenness that you've left at the altar. And since that brokenness now is swept and thrown away, don't you go to the trash trying to take it back up. Because if you believe God has broken, if you believe God has healed, if you believe God has delivered, you should be walking in victory right now. You should be dancing on that stuff. If you've been set free, if you've been made free, rejoice in the fact that you've been set free. Amen. Amen. Beautiful illustration. And what God has put to death, we can't be a grave robber. We've got to let it die. We've got to bury it. Uh, somebody celebrate God. Uh, that somebody celebrate what God has done. Uh, we have put to death. God has put to death. If it's shaken off, we can't grab it again. Uh, somebody celebrate what God has done here this morning. Give our God a shout of praise. Uh, Come on, these altars are open. This is what church is about. Uh, God healing, God moving, God encountering. Uh, God uh, wants to do great and mighty things here this morning, exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think. Uh, Hallelujah. And what God has done, uh, no man can take it away. What God has done, uh, no fallen angel can take away. God has done it. Uh, and I believe here this morning, we've got to remember God's promises. His promises are yea and amen. He does not slack concerning his promises as some men count slackness. What he says he's going to do, he's going to do. God can do all things uh, except lie and fail. Amen. Amen. We're going to give the Lord just a few more moments. Oh, somebody, somebody celebrate with us. Uh, somebody celebrate God. Somebody right now praise him.
I believe the walls to my Jericho are fixing to crumble. And God is saying, one more lap and a shout. One more lap and a shout. Your promises of the land flowing with milk and honey are right there. I don't understand it. I may not know it. But God says, walk around my wall and shout. He truly is the shaper of the world. Sovereign of the universe. Master of the universe. The God that was and is and is to come. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. The ancient tradition of dancing before the Lord. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. If he has been good, can we give this atmosphere a shout of praise? I believe the speed of sound is approximately 714 miles an hour. That is 714 miles an hour of praise. Amen. You may return to your seats this morning. If you are praying, please continue to pray. It doesn't stop a thing. Amen. So good to be in the house of the Lord this morning, and I am just awestruck with what God has done thus far. Amen. How he's moved on his people, his sons and his daughters and his children. Amen. I praise and celebrate that this morning. Man, it's so good to see our visitors. So glad that you have come this morning. I pray that you've been blessed thus far. Amen, that you are experiencing something different. Amen, that you've ever experienced in another church. Amen. Our bishop is 
currently in Denton preaching from Brother Colwick from the AC of JC in Texas. Amen. And Sister White is with him, so we need to be praying that God will use him in the service and traveling mercies. Amen. Don't forget uh, Academy parents and students, the candy fundraiser of uh, money is due today. Uh, Vacation Bible School is yet to be announced, but it is coming and looking forward to that. Uh, We are going to be having our youth service Wednesday, August 31st for the evening service. Amen. We are praying about a speaker, but I don't know about you, but I really enjoyed the last youth service. It really blessed my heart to see all our young people up here being used of the Lord. Some of the youth looked so sharp in ties, Elder. I almost had to get a tourniquet. They were so sharp, they were starting to cut me. Man. And I'm like, yeah, you could wear a tie. Amen. Uh, Youth ensemble practice will be today at 4 p.m. Youth ensemble practice today at 4 p.m. Getting ready for our youth service. It is going to be a monthly event. Uh, We will be having a young adults uh, fellowship that is to be announced, but that is coming down the pipeline. Now, we are going to be having a veterans and service member outreach Tuesday, August 30th here at the church. It'll be in the Welcome Center. It's going to be coffee and pastries. I've been reaching out to every fellow veteran that I know. Uh, Some several retired sergeant majors are coming. Not only that, uh, I am praying and hoping for a Vietnam Veteran uh, Association. It is a large group that has a potential of coming to the outreach. So I am excited about that, a massive group of Vietnam veterans. Amen. Would somebody please help me with uh, the Judge Gideon over there, please? Amen. I'm sorry, he thought he had 300 with him. Brother Scott, he almost took your shofar and broke some pottery. All right, you guys got it. Amen. And don't forget, we are having our uh, clothes closet and food pantry as well. If you have donations for that, let's continue that. Sister Rod, the communities and schools coming to your table event. Man, we have a a couple that was there yesterday. It was an outstanding turnout. Amen. It was, we had a chef prepared meals. It was food donations, school supplies. Amen. How to plant. And it was a great community outreach. This is what a church is about, reaching out to our community. We even have some visitors from our event from yesterday here today. And I'm so glad they came. And that is like my husband said, that's what it's about, getting, reaching the community and bringing them in. Amen. Amen. And directly after the service, we do have some leftover school supplies and drinks immediately after the morning service. So please, if you are in need of some school supplies, swing by into the Welcome Center and get yourself some school supplies. And man, Sister Rod, that limeade, it was an emotional experience. Like it was the one tier. It didn't go into the cup, though. Like, what is that? That's the limeade. It's good. Amen. I know the youth enjoyed it as well. Are there any other announcements this morning before I receive our Sunday morning tithe and half shekel offering? Once again, yes. Is it Mia's birthday? Happy birthday, Mia. Look at that smile. Amen. And I I like the ribbon going on. Amen. Happy birthday. I pray that it is a wonderful birthday for you today. Amen. We're going to stand and greet one another. 
My challenge to you, if you don't know somebody, go shake their hand. Welcome them here to New Life Apostolic Church. Amen. We're going to sing another song unto the Lord as we get ready for the preaching. Amen. Elder, thank you for your sensitivity. Amen. So good to be in the house of the Lord. Once again, wonderful to have all our visitors here this morning. I think that God has done an abundance of things thus far. Amen. So the, the message that God has laid on my heart, I, I want to bring the, the theme or the concept to it because I think it corresponds or coincides with what God has done. I'll wait till everybody's in their seats. Amen. I know we're kind of in a transitional period. Amen. I saw everybody meeting the visitors. Amen. That is what it is about, being welcoming in our community. Amen. This is why God has deployed us to this portion of Colleen for our community. Amen. I'm going to be reading the book of Judges, chapter 6, verses 22 through 25. And when Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, Alas, O Lord, 
God, for because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face. Man, what a privilege. I believe that Jacob, when he wrestled an angel, called that place Penel, which means I have seen God face to face and he has spared my life. Amen. Verse 23, and the Lord said unto him, peace be unto thee. Fear not, thou shalt not die. Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom or Yehovah Shalom. Amen. If we feel comfortable in doing so, can we put our Bibles down? Once again, can we close our eyes and lift our hands? Just thank God for what he has done thus far and what he's going to do for the remainder of the service. I truly believe that this particular message that God has laid on my heart will apply to the circumstance that you're in. Begin to lift your voice all over this place as a collective, as a conglomeration of individuals that God has called out of darkness. Begin to lift your voice all over this place. Can we pray with me here this morning? Lord God of Jacob, I thank you for your mercy and your grace, that you are the God that never leaves us nor forsakes us, that you are a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And God, throughout the entire time in the wilderness, transitioning God into the promise, you told individuals to be strong and of good courage and to fear not. And God, this morning I pray for peace. We desire peace. Lord, we long for peace. And God, I pray for it here this morning, God, that peace be still in the midst of the storm. In Jesus' name. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Amen. You may be seated this morning. I'd like to preach this particular thought. Shalom. Shalom. And we know that the word shalom means peace. In our particular text, we hear the dialogue between the great judge Gideon and the angel of the Lord. The reason that he is considered a great judge is not to dismiss the other judges, is that there are more writings on his exploits. There were 15 judges in total. We know that Samuel the prophet was the last judge of Israel. And pretty much the entire narrative of the book of Judges is the following formula. Israel did well. They forgot God. And now they're in bondage. They were delivered, and then they did well. They forgot God. They were in bondage, and they needed a deliverer. And that's what the judge was. They weren't a king, but they were a steward of the country. And many of them were military leaders. And at this particular time, Israel was going through a very difficult situation. Is that how some of us feel here this morning? That is our narrative. Not that we have forgotten God, but there's some kind of bondage that has come and we need a deliverer. Not that we've sinned, not that we've backslidden, we've been faithful to God because this particular narrative in the book of Judges, not everybody in Israel forgot God. Not everybody sinned before there was bondage. Some of us feel man, this is my cycle. This is my formula. And I'm here to tell you that God is ready to deliver. Amen. Unfortunately, the Midianites, the Amalekites, and the children of the east had invaded Israel. And they began to move themselves through the land that was supposed to be flowing with milk and honey. The numbers of the soldiers were so great that they drank up the rivers, they drank up the creeks, they ate all the supplies until it was a forced famine. 
And all the children of Israel had lost their promise, and they began to hide in caves. This wasn't God's original intent. This was not God's original intentions for the children of Israel. But because of choices of some and the circumstances of others, they had lost their promise. The land flowing with milk and honey had become a desolation. And the Amalekites and the children of the east had stolen the promises that God gave to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to the children of Israel, to Moses, to Joseph, this land that was promised to them, their promises were confiscated by the enemy. Is this what some of us are going through this morning? But God is ready to deliver. God is ready to move. God is ready to set free. As Elder Phillips felt led and asking to utilize that illustration God is ready to take the brokenness. And as we alluded earlier to Elijah, having the faith to step out of our caves. The children of Israel, these people that were called by God, chosen by God. The one that had a promise from Abraham, uh, another promise with Moses. God's special possession ended up hiding in these caves, lacking their promises. The cankerworm had devoured their promise. The palmworm had devoured their promise. The enemy had stolen their promise. But God is ready to give. God is ready to deliver. And God is ready to restore. We know that Israel was impoverished. They were starving. They were hungry. They were thirsty. Because of this, it was a famine and a drought. And Gideon was grinding wheat at the wine press with his father, Joash. And the angel visited Gideon and called him to be a mighty man of valor. And we know that Gideon, yes, he was a mighty man of valor. Yes, he was a great judge. That, but there were many times that he needed proof. There were many times that he asked, God, prove yourself. God, are you really sure I'm a mighty man of valor? I'm hiding. I've lost my identity to the children of the east. And this happens to sometimes the children of the Israel. To the children of God, sometimes we lose our promises. Our promises are compromised because of the cares of life. But never fear, God is working behind the scenes. We may not see it, but he is working. And God is calling you, mighty woman of valor, mighty man of valor. Will you have the faith to follow me out of this cave? But we doubt ourselves. Who are you? God, why are you even bothering calling me somebody of valor? Didn't Moses have doubt when God called him in that theophany, that manifestation of him in the burning bush? Who am I? I'm slow to speech. But God reassured Moses. God assured Moses, I made you. And I know what you're capable of. And God has made you fearfully and wonderfully made you here this morning. And he knows in him, if you trust in him, operate in him, what you are capable of in him. Amen. We know that the children of Israel and Gideon were in desperation of oppression, asking the Lord, why are we in this place? I'm sure we've never had that conversation, have we? Why am I in this place, Elder? But God had to reassure. 
God time and time again with Gideon reassured. Amen. And God shows that he is with Gideon. In the, in the offering that Gideon gave, he consumed the flesh, the unleavened cakes, and the broth. And the angel touched the offering, and it is consumed, going to deliver Israel and the Midianites into the hands of Gideon. God is saying, will you just bring it to the altar and allow him to consume it? As we talked about in the last service, the three aspects of the fire and the brazen altar, one of them was for the offering. Do we have the faith to take our burden and lay it at the altar to be consumed? This altar is at place of death. We carry so much. We are burdened by so much. And God reminds us, if you would just come and lay it at my feet, allow me to consume it. It is something you can't carry by yourself. Come on to me, those that are burdened and heavy laden, and he shall give rest. This morning, many of us are carrying the burdens of our Midianites. We're carrying the burdens of our famine. We're carrying the burdens of our drought. And we're asking, God, I need reassurance here. That reassurance has gone out this morning. Now he wants you to bring it to the altar. The altar was a sacrifice and in Hebrew, that's korban. Korban is not just simply losing something. In the original Hebrew concept of korban and sacrifice, it means I am literally drawing close to the one that I love. It's not loss, but it is a building and a connection of an intimate relationship. Sacrifice in today's world is becoming few and far between when we agree. But when we sacrifice to God... It's a building of a relationship. Amen. Out of all of this, out of all of this uncertainty, this famine, this drought, this burden of bondage that some of us are in caves hiding, he built an altar. And that altar, just the name alone, demonstrated faith. Because there wasn't a victory yet. There wasn't deliverance yet. The bondage had not left the land yet. The enemy had not been defeated yet. But he built an altar. He had the faith to sacrifice. Not to lose, but to draw near to Elohim. To draw near to God. And he called it Jehovah Shalom. Which translates that God is our peace. God is the one that brings peace. And this morning... In the midst of your cave, in the midst of your bondage, in the midst of your famine, in the midst of your drought, in the midst of the Miniites and the children of the East, spiritually consuming your promise, will you have the faith to build your altar? Nothing transpired until that altar was built. The 300 weren't called. You didn't have the special forces that were recruited out of the 10,000 yet. Nobody lapped up water. Nobody cupped their hands with water yet. There were no shofars blown, no weapons drawn, no pottery destroyed, no lights that were emitting, no psychological warfare. Nothing happened until the altar was built. That altar of shalom. And God today is saying, if you would just build this altar, if you just give me your burden, 
If you would just lay it here today, I will give you peace. That is an act of faith. That is an act of trust. That is an act of setting yourself aside and allowing God to move. In our vulnerabilities, he's strong. In our vulnerabilities, he shows his wonders. In our weakness, he demonstrates his capabilities. That is the God that we serve here this morning. Amen. Shalom is hello, goodbye in Hebrew. But not only that, it's peace, it's safety, it's being friendly, it's welfare, good health, prosperity, favor, friendship, well, holy, safety, completeness, soundness, quiet. Sometimes we need quiet. Not just from four children. Not just from an elementary school. I just need some quiet. Peace be still. Tranquility, contentment. Oh, true contentment. Not what we attempt to bring contentment by buying something. Or reaching out to society and the world. Only God brings contentment. And it means peace, peace, and more peace. Our God is a prince of peace. Did you know that God reassured us that he is the God of peace 470 times in the Bible? I think he wanted to emphasize a point when you agree. Not just once, but 470 times. He desired to bestow shalom or peace on his people. And some of us are sitting in the midst of the turmoil of the storm, but remember, God says, peace be still. Shalom kasha in Hebrew, peace be still. Amen. If we feel comfortable in doing so this morning, I think that God has really worked thus far. And I believe that God wants to do something else here this morning. Can we stand to our feet this morning? These altars are open. God, give me the faith to bring my altar. And let the fire of my altar never burn out. Can we close our eyes and lift our hands one more time here this morning? These altars are open. It is a coming to this altar is a demonstration of faith. I lift my hands as a physical representation of relinquishing my burden to God. Peace be still. Peace be still. Shalom Kesha. Peace be still. Shalom Yeshua. Peace, Jesus. Amen. God, begin right now to move into this place. God, we are sensing the stillness. Stillness, O oh God, of this atmosphere. I pray, O oh God, that you bestow, God, that faith. God, that you bestow that strength in individuals, God, to relinquish the burden. And God, one log at a time, 
Lord, one stone at a time, God, that they construct their altar of peace, God, because it is an act of faith. God, when we bring it to the altar, when we relinquish that pain, when we relinquish that burden, when we relinquish that hardship, God, that is when the victory is birthed. God, that is when the victory and your hand is initiated. God, begin to move in this place right now. God, we are in the midst of the tempest. God, we are in the midst of the hurricane. God, we're in the midst of the maelstrom. But God, you are the prince of peace. Peace be still. God, bestow peace in this place. Peace be still. Shalom, Yeshua. Bo, shalom, Yeshua. Come peace of Jesus. Some of you, I know that it has worked on your heart. If you come to this altar, watch God. Watch God move. He's drowning all my sorrow. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have done this morning. Beneath the flood of peace. We have the faith, oh God, to construct this altar. I'm in this cave, God. Shaping cries of dry famine. Into sweeping melody. My man of war, God, that's what you are. He is shouldering my burden and yoking me with strength. He is laughing at my troubles, then all breaking at his feet. He is right here to help.
that are still praying on the altar. Amen. So make sure we give them some, some time to pray. Don't forget, in the Welcome Center, we have some school supplies and some of that wonderful, beautiful limeade left. Amen. It was so good to see everybody this morning. Visitors, so glad that you came. I pray that you were blessed. And don't forget, we have service here tonight at 6 p.m. Youth Ensemble at 4. Those at the altars, please continue to pray. Church, amen. Let's allow them the ability to pray. Amen.
to catch me 